And a fantastic Monday morning to you, Marlins Nation. Steven Strom here. Thanks for Rwanda with us. The Marlins beat the Tigers on Sunday afternoon, 8-6. to six. They come back multiple times. It was their 27th comeback win of the season. As always, for the recap, here's your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, 27 come-from-behind efforts and victories this season now for the Marlins this afternoon. It was a gutsy effort from a bunch of guys this afternoon from Miami. They got some pretty darn good work at times out of the bullpen. They were just clobbering the baseball against the Tigers here today in the Marlins in a rubber match. Beat the Tigers, take the series by a final score of 8-6 to six this afternoon here in Miami. This is the 10th inning show with Gabby Sanchez. I'm Kyle Seeloff. And Gabby, Marlins win at 8-6. to six. Where the heck do you start? I mean, you know, let's start with the offense and work our way right down through the order. And we'll start first by mentioning Luisa Rise and De La Cruz out of the first two spots in the order go 0 for 9 today. And if I told you that before the game, 0 for 9 with a walk and four strikeouts, De La Cruz with all four strikeouts there, you'd be thinking, oh, no. But wait a second. You get down to who was batting third today. He was 0 for 3 until a massive go-ahead home run in the bottom of the seventh inning. That was Garrett Cooper. We'll start there with his performance. Well, we'll start there for sure. I mean, another big home run late in the game for Cooper. Uh, got a curveball up in the zone, hits it out. It was the only uh, RBIs with two outs that the Marlins were able to have today. But it was just a beautiful swing. It's kind of what you need from Garrett Cooper, right? You need the big boy to come up big in big-time situations, start hitting the ball out of the ballpark. We talked about today they've been getting hits. They just haven't been getting extra base hits. What happened today? A lot of extra base hits. You have some home runs. You're scoring a whole bunch of runs now because of it. It was Cooper who propelled the Marlins to a victory with his hit, a two-out, two-run home run in the bottom of the seventh inning, but so many more contributors. Let's keep on working our way right down. We're going to talk about all these guys because each of them in their own right are contributing. John Birdie's been scorching hot. He got a couple of more base knocks today. He was on base three times, and I said this coming into the ballgame. He was batting 484 in his last 10 games, 372 over a 28-game stretch. And John Birdie this afternoon gets his average right back up to 299. I mean, he just continues to keep hitting. We talked about, you know, the team needing that, the spark plugs and spark plugs. And, and he's always kind of delivered in that spot. Just having professional ABs. Uh, even the E5 that he ended up getting on, he ends up scoring on that one too. He's always going to hustle down the line. Uh, I I've always loved John Birdie just because you can put him in different spots to give guys days off, and you want his bat in the lineup right now. Moving down, Avi Garcia oh, playing baby. for the first time since April 28th. He stung the ball four times today, only had two hits to show for it, but an RBI single in the sixth, tripled for the first time since 2019. The fifth inning scored a run. He looked great. He looked he, that's the best I've ever seen him look. He's changed his batting stance. He was higher up to start the season. He just didn't look comfortable. All of a sudden, he comes back. He's down in his legs. He's got more of that athletic uh, stance going on. And because of that, you could see he's just free and easy. The worst ball that he hit today was 99 miles an hour off of his bat. Yeah. Everything else was 100-plus. That's the type of Abby Garcia that Kim Ang was looking at when they were bringing him over. That kind of production, that kind of bat. I'm if if he can continue doing that, he's not a trade acquisition, but we haven't had him the whole entire Correct. year. Correct. And it kind of feels that way with the way that he was swinging the bat today. He looked good. He looked comfortable. Boy, I mean, there's not much more that you can say because. 
the confidence level, I feel like, is through the roof right now with him. I'll lump the next two together. Yuli Gurriel and Gene Segura. Gurriel today was two for four. Segura was two for four. Tacked on with a, a home run, his third of the season. That provided the two-run cushion for David Robertson in the eighth inning. To me, these are two veteran guys that could really carry this team down the stretch if they get hot. And give you professional ABs. Yep. And when we talked about, you know, water reaching its level with Segura. He started off bad, but he really does a good job of ending off his season really well. Does a really good job in August and September. Uh, with Gurriel, just another professional guy going up there, giving you professional ABs. It's what the team needs to lengthen the lineup. I mean, here's the thing with Segura. He's got power. It's there. We see him. He is strong, a lot stronger. You might see him on TV. He might look short. He is a strong human being who could hit the ball hard and hit the ball out to center field at this ballpark, and it's pretty easy. And then we go down to Fortes, too, because I know that's where we're going. Fortes had the double with an RBI in that fifth inning. But he stung the ball. His first A.B. in the third, it looked like he had hit it good to that left center field gap, what they called at the wall. If he can get that kind of production going and you're able to kind of get that bottom of the lineup, you know, hitting the baseball, getting those extra base hits, it's just going to be good because here's the thing. We talk about the stretch that the Marlins are going into. Mm -hmm. They're going to need to hit. They are. And yep. the pitching is going to be there. The bullpen now with Robertson coming in, he looked really good too. Uh, Lopez looked really good as well today. Tanner Scott threw the ball well. If they're able to get those big hits and get them from up and down the lineup, not just looking at a rise to get all the base hits and being right. on, just like they did today, move it up and down the lineup, they're going to give a lot of team a lot of trouble. And I like the way that they're at right now. Now, all of a sudden, you may even add a, a Jazz, and he's able to you know, be in the mix, too. The team's looking good. Well, speaking of Jazz, I hate to say this, but Garrett Hampson might be the victim yeah. of a numbers game because mm-hmm. he was 3 for 4 today, making his first start since June 21st. He goes 3 for 4 with a two-run double that tied the game at the bottom of the fifth inning and then subsequent singles in the seventh and eighth. When Jazz returns, it's probably the logical move. Now the Marlins could trade guys off the roster, and who knows, maybe Hampson sticks. If Jazz is back tomorrow or Tuesday, Hampson's probably going to be the move just because he does have options, and you know, unless there's a Sanchez or, you know, you know I, I don't see that happening. No. But um, kudos to Garrett Hampson. Again, it's not easy to really – he hasn't started in well over a month, and he comes in here today. He's 5 for 9 in his last 11 games. He pinch runs. He plays late, gets in at bat here and there. He looked great today. That's a great guy to have. He is. He's a, he's another John Birdie. You can kind of see yeah. them together. They can play every single place in the outfield, in the infield. They're going to be adequate in every single one of those positions that they do play. And it's a numbers game at the end of it. He's hitting 275. He's not, you know, if all of a sudden Jazz comes up like we think is going to probably happen sooner rather than later, and he is a guy to go down, it's going to be one of those other ones, just like when he got sent down the last time. Listen, it's not because of performance-based. It's just that we have no other options, and you have to be that guy. Now, you're right. There could be trades that are made before that even has to happen. Um, but, man, he looked good today. And that was a big double, a good A-B as well. I believe it was like an eight-pitch at-bat where you finally got that slider to hit down that left field line. Just another big spark plug of this, of today's game that the team really needed. All right, you mentioned, and let's go to the pitching now. We touch on the offense. 
Robertson and Lopez, really good to see. Lopez came on in the pinch and helped out A.J. Puck. He saved his bacon there in the seventh inning. Lopez benefits. He gets a victory today. Robertson is first save. Working our way backwards, we'll, we'll work back towards Jesus Lazardo. Um, you know, something that reared its ugly head today, A.J. Puck, a third of an inning, the two runs on three hits. Where are they at right now with this guy, Gabby? I think for Puck, it's more mental than anything else That's at this good. point. That's better than an injury. Right. I don't think it's an injury. I mean, the, the velocity is still there. It's 95, 96 miles an hour. He got it, he got it up to 97. The slider is still there, too. It's all a head game, I think, with him, where all of a sudden the first guy gets on and you go into that all-no mode where oh, it's happening again. And for a pitcher, it's hard. It's like just like a hitter. When a hitter goes up there and it seems like every single time you're up and it's an 0-2 count. Right. I've been there. I've done that. It's been that situation, and it's more mental than it is physical. I don't think that there is much physically going on with him other than he's just probably overthinking and try to overthrow. I think it's something, too, where Mel Stoudemire Jr. will look at video and, and get with him and, and try to get that confidence up. There might be something where he's pulling that front side a little bit too much, and we saw it today, him pulling that fastball in towards righties uh, and away towards lefty, you know, trying to get him back into staying through home plate and throw more strikes. I think that's going to be crucial for him. Okay, and uh, Jesus Lazardo today, just the game you have to flush. The breaking yeah. ball and the off-speed hitches were, pitches were hit pretty hard today. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where you go to the drawing board and you look and say, okay, what happened today and where was I getting beat? Was I getting beat on the fastball? No. Okay, where was it getting beat? Well, I was getting beat off the slider and I was getting beat off the changeup. Well, okay, why were you getting beat off of that? And you always have to go to the why, and that's where players – I have to understand it. Okay, why was I getting beat? Well, guys were late on the fastball. You were letting them speed up their bat by throwing those off-speed pitches. I believe he gave up seven hits. Five of them came off of his off-speed pitches. And the the extra base hits came off the off-speed pitches. Right. Like he faced Miguel Cabrera, throws a fastball at 97 miles an hour. Buy him. Cabrera had no chance. Next pitch, he throws a slider. Boom, there's a double and two RBIs. Right. So it's that thought process of, okay, why did I do it? Let me fix that up. Let me see where guys are. Guys telling me that I need to throw the off-speed pitches. No. Okay, then don't do it. Make them beat you with the fastball before you go to those secondary pitches. All right, Gabby. I don't know what more we could talk about. We just went through everybody here. <laughs> no, but a great win for the Marlins today, and we got a big one these next four days. Oh, yeah. It's the Marlins Huge. and the Phillies. More on that coming up shortly. The Marlins are going to be happy the way things all transpired today in the National League East. But uh, Marlins beat the Tigers eight to six, Gabby. Appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, no, I'll be back with you tomorrow, so we'll have some more fun. All right, that's Gabby Sanchez. I'm Kyle Seeloff. All the highlights right now from this ball game this afternoon. Detroit took a 4-0 lead. They scored four runs on four hits in the top of the third inning. The first hit and the first run knocked into the game, coming courtesy of Spencer Torkelson. 1-2 is a ground ball hit out towards short. Birdie dives. It gets by him. It caught a piece of him. It rolls out into shallow center field. One run is going to score, and now on his way to second is Torkelson. He arrives in safely. So Torkelson made it one nothing. Two batters later, Javi Baez made it 2 nothing. So Veerling has scored. The Tigers lead one nothing. The next offering is a line drive smashed into center field off the bat of Javi Baez. Hampson picks it up. Scoring from third base is Torkelson, and the Tigers lead 2 to nothing. And two batters later, there were two men on base with two outs for Miguel Cabrera. Cabrera is the seventh man to bat in the inning. This will be the 60th pitch for Lazardo. 
Here it is. Cabrera swings. Drive down the left field line. Fair ball into the corner and one hops off the wall. Green's going to score. Baez is going to score. It's a two-run, two-out double for Miguel Cabrera here at the top of the third inning. And the Tigers lead for nothing. Oh, Jesus Lazardo was down in the count. He was behind early. Now, on the mound for this afternoon for the Tigers, it was their southpaw, Tarek Skubal. Skubal faced the minimum through the first four innings this afternoon, and you could make it four and a third, but he ran into a whole lot of trouble up four nothing in the bottom of the fifth. The first man he faced in the fifth inning was John Birdie, whom he struck out. Then Avi Garcia had a massive day. He tripled with one out, and that brought Yuli Gurriel to the plate. Good swing, another hard contact. Yuli Gurriel hits a ground ball to first. Scoring from third is Avi Garcia. Throw to first, not in time. Skubal couldn't get over in time. It's going to be an RBI infield single for Yuli Gurriel, and it's 4-1 to one now here in the fifth. And then following a single by Gene Segura, Nick Fortes, an opportunity to draw the Marlins a little bit closer. Here's the 3-1. Fortes swings, line drive, down the left field line, a base hit for Nick. Rounding third and scoring is Yuli Gurriel. Ahead first time into third. Segura safe there. Into second, and they call him out. And Fortes, that play would go to review. Fortes beat the play to second base on the double. He was safe at second base with an RBI double. It was 4-2. to two. Then Garrett Hampson had a chance to tie it. Count is 3-2. and two. Here's the pitch. Swing a line drive. Down the left field line. A base hit. Extra bases for Hampson. He's going to tie it. Segura scores. Fortes scores. Hampson's on his way to third. The ball gets lodged in the fence. It's going to be an automatic double. But Garrett Hampson making his first start in forever. The first one since June 22nd has tied this ball game at four here in the bottom of the fifth. So it was 4-4 after five here in Miami. Jesus Lazardo was done after four and two-thirds. So, too, was Tarek Skubal for the Detroit Tigers. We would move along in a 4-4 game to the bottom of the sixth inning this afternoon. And into the ball game was Brendan White for the Detroit Tigers. In the sixth, he got Garrett Cooper to bounce out to third. With one out, John Birdie reached on an E5. And then when he was on the base pass, Birdie attempted to steal on a pitch. It was a wild pitch that went to the backstop. Birdie took second, and then he was thinking about third. He was hung up between second and third, but on a ball that uh, Zach Short threw to Zach McKinstry, or I should say Abanez threw to Short at that juncture of the ball game. Those two had flip-flopped at one point. Bottom of the line is that Birdie ran into, he drew some contact. The umpires ruled that there was interference by the Tigers on Short. So Birdie was awarded third base. He was at third with one out in the bottom of the sixth inning for Avi Garcia. The 3-2 pitch. Way in a line drive. Left field base hit. Avi Garcia's back with a vengeance. And he gives the Marlins a 5-4 lead here in the sixth. Seventh, insert A.J. Puck, no longer the closer. He came on and struck out Riley Green for out number one. But then he allowed a single to Javi Baez and a double to Jake Rogers. And then he walked Miguel Cabrera. The bases were loaded with one out in the top of the seventh inning. Kerry Carpenter with an opportunity to give the Tigers the lead. And the pitch is a ground ball hit through the right side to base hit. Baez is going to score. Right behind him is Rodgers. He's going to score. Cabrera's going to third. 
It's a one-out, two-run single for Kerry Carpenter, and the Tigers have retaken the lead. They lead 6-5 to five here in the seventh. Well, that 6-5 lead would not last for long. Tyler Holton came on for the Tigers, trying to preserve the lead in the bottom of the seventh inning. He allowed a leadoff single to Garrett Hampson, but then he got Luis Arise to fly out to center and De La Cruz to strike out looking. And so with Hampson at first base, with two outs in the bottom of the seventh inning, Garrett Cooper came to the plate, and to date he was 0 for 3 in the ballgame. Let's do the 1-2 pitch again to Garrett Cooper. He swings and hits it high in the air. Deep left center field. Green is going back at the wall. It's gone! Garrett Cooper, he's done it again. How many times is he going to do it this season? A go-ahead two-run bomb here in the bottom of the seventh. The Marlins lead 7-6. to six. Oh, baby. It was 7-6 to six after 7 in the eighth into the ball game was Jose Cisnero for the Detroit Tigers. And with one out, Gene Segura came to the plate looking to provide the Marlins with a little bit of insurance. Kim did a wonderful job so far. Here's the 2-2 pitch. Segura swings, hits it in the air, fairly deep center field. On the run is Green going back. It's gone! Gene Segura with his hands pointed towards the heavens has given the Marlins a two-run lead. It's 8-6, to six, and Segura, it's his third bomb of the season. Well, that was a big-time home run for Gene Segura. So Lazardo went four and two-thirds. Soriano relieved him when an inning and a third. He's got a sub-two ERA in 11 appearances this season. A.J. Puck struggled. Jorge Lopez relieved him and really kept things in check for the Marlins. In the top of the seventh inning, and it was ultimately Lopez who would be rewarded with a victory this afternoon. Tanner Scott worked a perfect eighth, and that meant the newcomer, David Robertson, got the ninth. Javi Baez grounded out the shortstop for out number one in the ninth. In a 3-1 count, Jake Rogers popped out to first base in foul territory and the last hope for the Tigers this afternoon. Marlins looking to win a series in a rubber match today in Miami. Akil Badu pinch hitting in the Cabrera spot at the plate. The anticipation will once again build. One and two the count. Six runs, 11 hits for the Tigers this afternoon. Eight runs, 13 hits for Miami. A rubber match this afternoon in the Magic City. Marlins with a chance to win it. Robertson set. Here's the one-two pitch. War got it. Missed strike three. 27 come from behind wins for the Marlins this season. They hang on to beat the Tigers and win the series by a final score of eight to six here today. Boy, what a team win this was. Well, totals from this ball game this afternoon for the Tigers and their losing effort. Six runs, 11 hits, two errors, 10 men left on base. And for the Marlins, eight runs, 13 hits, one error, and six men left on base. Jorge Lopez collects his first win as a Marlin, his fifth this season in the big leagues after being traded by Minnesota on Wednesday. He's 5-2. and two. Tyler Holton, the loser, he's 0-2. David Robertson with his 15th save of the season, his first 14 coming with the Mets, his first as a Miami Marlin here today. Played this ball game in two hours and 55 minutes in front of 18,207 inside the air-conditioned comfort of Lone Depot Park. With the loss, the Tigers are 47 and 59. With the victory, the Marlins are 57 and 49. What a great win for the Marlins playing their 106th game of the season here this afternoon. 
On the mound for Miami, eight strikeouts, and that means that $200 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you. Let's head down and listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say following the 8-6 win over the Tigers and the series win over Detroit. Skip, to not only be able to come back in this one today, but just knowing how important the outcome of all these games are, did this one have a little something extra today as a win? Uh, yeah, we needed to win that series. I mean, I never say like must win, but um, you know we've you know headed into a you know big series against Philly and thirteen game stretch and you know kind of a big homestand. I feel like you know getting off on the right track of winning the first series was important. Uh, their pitcher is pretty good. Scoobo's good, um, and uh, Lazardo just I felt like there's a lot of three two counts, o two to three two, pitch count kind of got up on them. Um, and I don't think it was fatigue or anything. I just think, like, his put-away pitch what just wasn't there today. Um, but, you know, having said that, Soriano came in, um, did his job, some really good defensive plays behind him. I know there was a couple uh, mishaps as well, but Arias getting guys out at home were huge plays, um, especially, you know, realizing what the game was towards the end of the game. But, um, you know, I just thought Zeus' the pitch count ran up because of the 0-2 to 3-2 and that, those kind of counts. Avisayo Garcia kind of gets that rally going in the fifth inning with that triple. Uh, some really good at-bats today. What kind of boost did he give you in his return? A good Avi is, is huge for our lineup. Um, that that guy's been working so hard. The entire offseason, um, you know, he felt so bad about what happened the, the previous year. He was so motivated the entire offseason to have that kind of comeback year. And then he gets hurt right away. And then things are coming back, and then he gets hurt again. Um, so, But he never took a day off. He's always been in here. He's been in every hitter's meeting. He's in the dugout. He's the first one um, you know, at the top of the stairs. If a guy hits a home run, um, he wanted to be back so bad and to help this team win. And the first game back, huge triple, huge hit to, to left. Um, I, I just feel like he was the, that that triple ignited the team, and you could feel like a little bit of energy when he got the triple, um, and started a really big inning. Uh, Hampson for the last hit of that that nine pitches gets the double, takes really close ball for a ball three before hitting it, and three hits overall. First start in a while. Just we've talked about him being able to stay ready, but his contributions tonight, which again with a lot of things could go, could get overshadowed. Yeah, nine pitch at bat, um, tough at bat. I haven't started him for, it feels like forever. Um, haven't heard anything from him besides super positive in there. And the at bats I've given him, pinch hit, he's gotten a hit. Um, so he's uh, he deserved a start today. Um, try to get Soler off his feet and get uh, down for a game. The 13-game uh, stretch, you're going to see a couple guys just, you know, built in off days and solely was today. Um, to have a guy fill in like Hampson to get three hits, Huge double, a um, couple RBIs, um, good base running. He plays a really good center field, too, and I can put him anywhere. Um, it just says a lot about who he is and um, just a really good flex- flexibility, versatile player. Uh, the Cooper home run and the Segura home run after getting back on again to show you guys were able to punch back more than, more than once with that, getting the fifth and then be able to get the stuff you need after you guys went behind. Yeah, especially after the, you know, giving up the lead and then Cooper give it, giving us uh, the lead, getting the lead back to to run home run um, after another long at bat, yeah. really tough at bat. And so, you know, he could tell he was a little frustrated uh, about his at bats earlier in the game and for him to come up big in that situation, um, 
Yeah, we had a lot of positives today. I know there, there's a couple guys that, you know, don't feel great about their game. But overall, there was a lot of positives because it didn't look good, One, you know, about the first five innings or so. Um, you're kind of looking up and Birdie's got like the only like infield hit. And you're just like, oh, boy, you know, here we go. And, uh, you know, let's get so you know, got to get something going. And Avi was that spark plug. And, um, you know, every everybody else, Fortez, you know, great hit. Yuli um, continues to every spot start. Feels like he just gets a couple couple hits a game and um so yeah it was just a an overall like up and down the lineup a really good job at the offense to come back after what it looked like uh it might be a long day initially we've seen john Berry do just about everything for the last uh, two weeks or so but are you even surprised that he was able to pull that in the round down in that play uh yeah he, he's probably going to tell you that he that wasn't the greatest uh move by him uh to go to third but i think he saw it you know kick back and when you're on the move already um that read when it's going towards the first base dugout that is the, the smart read but he picked it up real quick and almost threw like a shortstop over there and he's a really athletic catcher um and so yeah getting in the rundown it was a smart play you know because he, he was dead to rights and uh for um, I think it was the second baseman got caught in the line um, and to make contact right there. That's the rule, and um, it, it when you're playing good, stuff like that happens on your side. When you're playing bad, you know he's out after like two throws. So um, it's just uh, he's he's doing everything he can to help us win games. And another really good day by him. Uh, David Robertson, obviously, this is what you were hoping to get out of him. But first impressions for what you saw from him today. Strikes, pounded the zone, um, obviously really good on lefties. Curveball is as good as anybody's. He can backdoor it, he can bury it. Um, the cutter is just a natural cut that can you can backdoor, get it in on lefties. Um, obviously a way to righties, but you just like the presence. He's done it before. And when a guy's been on the, the big stage in the playoffs, um, multiple teams uh in the ninth inning and and had success you you love you know seeing that guy walk in the ninth and and feel really good about where you're at with uh tanner there in the eighth um i guess his his uh cap is doing all right but how good was it to see him get back out there so quick after after that injury scare a couple days ago yeah really scary you never want to see a guy go down you know grabbing his knee and then uh today at 11 o'clock he uh went out and watched his uh kind of bullpen you know six to eight pitch bullpen and then he threw long toss after that and um you know he was throwing it like 350 feet no problem so we had to shut him down actually like stop throwing um that's just he just loves to throw and he could he's the one guy that could probably pitch every single day out of the bullpen um but yeah really good to see him come back uh you know what he means to our bullpen we know what he means to our bullpen um and uh you know having almost having to run over again to first after the ball hit off his glove i was like you gotta be kidding me of all times um but luckily he feels fine and uh everything was good skip you mentioned the plays at home plate how much more magnified do those become knowing the way the game played out to be able to keep the score manageable yeah there's good plays by rise but they're also really good tags by fortez that's those aren't easy plays because they're um tough plays the ball's moving you don't get like true uh spin from an infielder a lot of times on the run or like backhand they're sinkers and uh fortez to get it quick quickly and um couple guys had speed also you know running down the line i didn't i didn't think the the second one the backhand he had any chance and um so it ended up being a big play and you know, i don't know if it was a momentum swing but you never know what the game looks like if that guy's safe and then you know the inning just keeps going so um some really good plays with the infield in what have you seen from lopez so far in uh, the first two outings that you like from him and what do you think it was that the front office saw maybe peripheral wise that that despite having a rough start to the season that's 
made Kim and Coke think that, hey, this guy's going to be a big part of our world. Yeah, he was – you're right. I, I didn't even bring him up. That was a, in a giant situation that he got out of. Uh, second and third, you know, I don't know what would have happened if you know, even a ball put in play. And so a big strikeout, um, the first batter, I forget who it was, but a big punch out. Um, but the curveball was is elite. And you can – his sinker either you can – get them on the ground or you can punch out with it. So when you have that combination of like whatever is asked for you or asked of you, um, and he has the ability to do both, it's a, it's a big deal. And a lot of, guys, a lot of pitch to contact doesn't work late in the game. Um, and so when you have swing and miss and strikeout stuff, that generally plays late in the season into the postseason is swing and miss. Um, and, you know, I feel like Mel, uh, uh, Mel and our staff identified a couple of things uh, mechanically. And, um, you know, hopefully we see more of that version because that version right there is it was really good and exactly what we got him for. I didn't expect that. Honestly, I was hoping for it. Um, but for him to do that was, was pretty special. And just with A.J. Puck, uh, you know, I know he's working hard to get back to what he was in the first half of the season. Do you see it more right now being mechanical, confidence, fatigue, or maybe it's just a little combination? Maybe a combination of all of them. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll have to look at it on the video again. It's hard to watch everything from the side and then, you you know, see it again tomorrow or tonight. Um, but I think, you know, getting him in uh, – a couple days ago, he was in the eighth inning. It was a really good one, two, three. Um, gave up a run the other day, but I um, kind of gave him uh, the lane today in the seventh inning. And um, I just feel like a lot of these balls are more the plate than he was used to the first part of the season, um, where he's getting strike one kind of at the top of the zone and working the slider right underneath it. Uh, the, the fastball's getting a little bit lower than that, I, I feel like. And so that it's, it's kind of this, it's not really tunneling anymore, um, catching a little bit more of the plate. And um, so I think he's going to be fine. I'm, um, but we do uh, we we do have to get him right because we're really good when he's right. Um, with Miggy, no, go, go, go. with uh, Miggy's last game here, obviously you you played against him over the course of your career. Um, does it mean anything to you special to the fact that you were managing against the future Hall of Famer in his last game at this home ballpark? Yeah, I mean I remember playing against the Carolina Mudcats when he was there. So and uh, I think I said he was 19 years old and he led the league in stolen bases and. Uh, that's when I like looked at and I was like, oh man, I'm never gonna make it if that's what a big leaguer looks like, because that it was just different. Um, and he could play, he was playing third base and elite level, 19 years old, hitting opposite home runs, opposite field home runs, and then watching him throughout his career. And um, you know, it, it was a special moment watching him uh, and playing against him. And then see, it was like Albert last year when I was there and kind of watching the farewell tour. Um, and that's kind of what he was. That would that's what it was today and and yesterday. And it was really cool that he got the ovation from the fans because he earned that. And he deserved that. And Lazardo, his started looked like he was laboring a little bit. Anything to keep an eye on there throughout the game? Or yeah, he did. Um, I feel like it's just because the long, long counts, long at bats, really affected him. But he had a 115 pitch outing the day uh, outing before. He did have six days though, so we gave him an, he had an extra day. Um, so he he wasn't didn't talking with him. There wasn't any fatigue or any. It, it, being tired or anything leading up to it um but just watching him just because he wasn't as sharp as he was before maybe it had a little bit of effect he's probably not going to tell you that um but i i think uh the next start he's going to be just fine i had a chance to catch up with garrett cooper who had the big two run home run in the seventh inning let's hear what coop had to say after the win he's standing by with steven Strom. coop the big two run go ahead home run in the seventh what were you sitting on there uh, you know, I've never faced a lot of these guys in their bullpen and their starting staff, so 
you know, I knew he had a curveball, and, you know, I was trying to hit the cutter that, you know, I hit foul uh, the pitch before, and, you know, I threw a curveball that kind of just, you know, just laid in there, and I put a good swing on it. You guys go down here 4 nothing early. You come all the way back. Detroit takes the lead in the seventh. What type of fight did your ball club put up today? It's been like that all year. You know, we've gotten down a lot in games, and we've come back late in games. Uh, it's just it's just a different different offense, a different feel this year. Like I said before, uh, we're never out of games. You know, there's just there's so many good things one through nine that everyone does. You know, Hampson who hasn't played a lot in the last month, and he had three hits today, and you know he's come up in a big spot today, and he delivered. And Abby coming back had a big game. You know, there's just a lot of good uh, contributions, and D Rob coming out and locking the game down. With Avi, two for four today. First of all, how happy are you to see him succeed? And also, what can his bat do for this lineup? Yeah, you know, I think uh, when he signed here last year, uh, you know, there was, I think he was a little frustrated the way his year went last year, maybe trying to do a little bit too much. Um, you know, just talking with him, there's he's just so much more relaxed this year. Um, you know, getting set back with a couple injuries is, you know, I've been there before. It's not a fun thing to do to come out and then come back, get injured again. It's just... You know, there's so much fight in him. He's been doing this for a long time, and, you know, just adding him is another dimension of this lineup. 27th comeback win, Coop. I appreciate the time. Keep coming up with big hits, man. Thank you. All right, Kyle, back right, to you. Steven, thank you very much. Jesus Lazardo struggled, went four and two-thirds, gave up seven hits, four runs, only struck out three, walked three. Let's hear what Lazardo had to say after his outing. You know, the Tigers struggle with velocity because of that. Do you feel like they were really looking to try and take advantage of your off-speed pitches today? Uh, yeah, I feel like um, they had a good plan and just kind of waited me out until I threw some off-speeds over the plate, and uh, they put some good swings on it. So I felt like that was probably their plan going into it. Skip mentioned, you know, going from 0-2 to maybe some 3-2 counts, uh, maybe a little exhausting in the game today for you. Just overall, how did you feel, and what was the biggest challenge maybe having to deal through some of that traffic in that fourth inning especially? Uh, yeah, I mean, I felt like my biggest challenge was just throwing my off-speed uh, early in counts for strikes in, in good spots and um, really using the top part of the zone and the inside part of the zone against the righties for with my fastball. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, like Skip said, probably going 0-2 to 3-2 is never good. Um, running the pitch count up and just wasting pitches. pitches. Was, was it something mechanical with the command today, or what would you attribute to? Um, I mean, not really. I felt like I didn't get them to chase all that much, and that was probably um, partly because of the way they were game planning. But um, at the same time, the mechanics felt there. My arm felt good. My body felt good. I just felt maybe a little out of whack one of those days. Uh, Miguel Carrera, we, mentioned, we talked Friday and talked about one deal facing. What was that like? Obviously, you get him once, he gets the double. Just, what, what was that experience like getting to go up against him? Yeah, I mean, facing him, like I said, I mean, a legend in Venezuela and one of the greats of all time. So um, it's definitely something I'll keep close to me and I'll uh, be able to tell you know my kids in the future. And big picture with this game, just seeing how the team punch back not once but twice to be able to get the win, be able to take the series. Just what's it like watching this team do this? You guys, not the first time, obviously, this year. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like I've, I've been saying that all year. We're just a resilient team. We like to fight back and, um, you know, it's great to see that we went down and the hitters picked us up. Um, you know, me, the pitching staff, when, whenever it is that we give up some runs, I feel like the hitters always find a way to get our back. So, um, you know, we're real appreciative of them and uh, just trying to keep rolling. We are right back at it tonight for a pivotal four-game set with the Philadelphia Phillies. The wild card race is wild right now, and this series is massive. It's a 641st pitch. Edward Cabrera toes the rubber. I've got Marlins on deck at 610. Thanks for winding with us. Let's flip the M together, Miami. It's Marlins Radio Network, driven by Outer Nation.